We have been reading now for six Sundays from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. We have heard some of his best-known exhortations from all of the scriptures. Turn the other cheek, love your enemies, give to all who ask from you. And today we conclude this long sermon, and Jesus tells us not to worry. We didn't hear it the first time. He tells us three times in this gospel today. And then to seek first the kingdom of God, and all the other things will be given to you as well. To seek. To seek means to want eagerly, to look for actively, to set one's heart upon. And so we ask ourselves, as we enter now just a few days away from the season of Lent, are we seeking to know, to love, and to follow the way of Jesus Christ with our lives? We know that the world is filled with so many problems today, with terrorism, civil strife, underemployment in our own country, tens of thousands of refugees um, without homes in the world, and a staggering number of people who are starving, especially now in Africa. It's most difficult to take Jesus' words literally and not worry. Perhaps we need to wait till things get better in the world, and then we can open up this gospel and consider the tranquility of the lilies of the field. But the truth of the matter is, is that God is always at work in our midst. But our anxiety, our worry, can dull our ability to be attentive to his presence. And we're always called to go about the business of creating God's kingdom wherever it is that we walk. This week, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, gave what I would call a most timely address on the plight of exiles, refugees, immigrants, and children who are forced to live far from their homelands. I'd like to focus the rest of my remarks today on this very clear and moral presentation that charts, I think, a a persuasive path not only for Catholics to ponder, but indeed for the leaders of nations to consider. For I think we all know that he is a man of great wisdom. And he always begins what he has to say by having us to take a look, I think, at the the bigger picture, not just that the immediate picture. So he begins by saying that Migration, immigration, is not a new phenomenon in humanity's history. In its essence, to migrate is the expression of the inherent desire for happiness that is proper to every human being, a happiness that is sought and pursued by all of us. And he says something that is so true. For Christians, all human life is an itinerant journey towards our heavenly homeland. 
So none of us are going to be here very long, are we? We can't, none of us can call this our permanent home. We're all migrants. We're all going toward a permanent home in heaven. What a beautiful way to begin his remarks by thinking about all of us in this way. And then he begins by saying that the third millennium that we're living in now is very much characterized by this migratory movement. He says, unfortunately, this has been caused by conflict, wars, natural disasters, persecution, climate change, violence, extreme poverty, and inhumane living conditions. He says this contemporary movement of migration represents the largest movement of individuals, if not peoples, in human history. And so, he says, I feel the need to express particular concern for this forced migratory movement, which increases challenges to the political community, to civil society, and indeed to the church. He says, our shared response may be, tar- part, may be articulated by four verbs, to welcome, to protect, to promote, and to integrate. Four verbs. He said, when first faced with this onslaught of immigration and refugees, our first response is often that of rejection ultimately rooted in our self-centeredness, amplified by populist rhetoric. What is needed, the Holy Father says, is a change of attitude to counter these fears with a generous approach of welcoming those who knock on our doors. Responsible and dignified welcome begins by offering decent and appropriate shelter. Next, our Holy Father says that protecting our brothers and sisters is a moral imperative. Many of them get caught up in slave trading and trafficking. They must be protected from further exploitation, abuse, and violence. Defending their inalienable rights, ensuring their fundamental freedoms, and protecting and respecting their dignity are duties from which no one can be exempted. Protecting them is a moral imperative. Third, Pope Francis says protecting is not enough. What is required is the promotion of integral human development of migrants, exiles, and refugees. Development is an undeniable right of every human being. It must be guaranteed by ensuring the necessary conditions for its exercise in an individual's and social context, providing fair access to fundamental goods for all peoples, offering the possibility of choice and growth. Finally, the fourth point Pope Francis stresses is the need to integrate. Integrate is neither assimilation nor incorporation. It's not imposing one culture over another, nor mutual isolation. Pope Francis brilliantly says that 
peaceful integration of persons of various cultures in some way is a reflection of Catholicity, like our Catholic Church. It doesn't nullify cultural diversity, but it's seen in the very life of our church, which embraces all. So we're called to do four things, welcome, protect, promote, and integrate. And he says this is done through three moral values that we must imbibe, three moral values. One is the value of justice. He says we can no longer sustain the unacceptable economic inequality that exists. We're called to undertake processes of apportionment, which are respectful, responsible, and inspired by principles of distributive justice. We need to find ways that benefit, which all may benefit from the fruits of the earth, because it is a question of justice, equality, and respect for every person. We cannot allow for persons and entire peoples to gather only remaining crumbs. How true that is. Some peoples just get the crumbs, the Pope says, of the earth. Nor can we dismiss ourselves from the moral imperative of shared responsibility to care for the planet. Second, our Pope speaks about the moral value of civility. As immigrants, refugees, and exiles are human persons who possess fundamental inalienable rights. Today, more than ever, it's necessary that bureaucratic and administrative requirements not obscure this essential dignity. And the last moral value is that of solidarity. In the face of all the tragedies that take the lives of so many refugees, migrants, and immigrants, conflicts, persecutions, violence, empathy and compassion cannot help but well up. The question that God posed to Cain in Genesis is a question that God asks for all time. Where is your brother? Where is your brother? It's a question that's directed to each of us as well. And this is translated in the gospel as well to the weary traveler. What did Jesus say in Matthew 25? I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. Someday God is going to ask that of all of us. All of us, Jesus is going to say, I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. How are we going to respond to that when Jesus says that to us? Very simply, we live in a throwaway and disposable culture today that is counter to giving attention to the poorest, the weakest, and the most vulnerable. Our Holy Father is indeed challenging us to move now from attitudes of defensiveness, fear, and indifference and marginalization toward a culture of encounter and a culture of building a better and more just and fraternal world. When we do this, we are indeed following his command in the gospel today. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be given to you as well. We know that we can trust, trust the promise that Jesus gives us. 
Trust the promise that Jesus gives you. And by the way we live our lives, we demonstrate that we seek his kingdom in our lives. Lent begins in just a couple of days. What a grace time to get to know Jesus better and to put his way of life in practice in our lives. As Paul says so beautifully today, sisters and brothers, thus should one regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. These are mysteries. These are mysteries. For that indeed is what they are. And we are called to live them with our lives.